Hey, it's Jesse here with another episode of Story Mode, a video game podcast. On the show this week, Simon, Keelan, and myself discuss Embracer inquiring Square Enix, the Xbox Bethesda showcase, and whether ads and games are such a bad idea. If you want to keep up to date with all things gaming, StoryModeGaming.com is a place to be, or follow us on socials at StoryModeAUS. Enjoy the show! I went and saw the new um, Nick Cage film. Uh, I've heard it's really good. Massive talent. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, um, I've heard it's actually really fun. It's one of those things where you kind of realize that Nicolas Cage is a very, very intelligent person. He's very much into the art of acting, and he's he is the last true actor. I was reading a thing about him, and you know how he, you know how he overacts. Yeah. Apparently, like the method of acting that he, he he does is a very very old style. Like this is like, you know, back in like ancient Rome when they used to have you know plays and stuff. You didn't have music, you didn't have special effects, so people had to over overact to really convey a message. He still does it. That's why a lot of his acting isn't like it's physical, but not like Jim Carrey like flailing your arms physical. It's in his face, like in the expression. He's trying to convey that emotion as much as he possibly can with the rest of his body. Um, which people don't do much nowadays. So when you see him, it looks like he's being absolutely fucking insane. But he's just acting like they used to. It's really interesting. I I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Also had um uh what's his name? Pedro Pascal. Hmm. Yeah. Who? I, mean, I really think he's he's acting, the man. His acting style is just perfect for movies that understand that that is his acting style and it just works yeah. like the national treasure movies are freaking ridiculous and they're awesome face off is one of the best action movies i will die on this hill it's one of the I've best never action movies it. i've ever seen like one of the greatest movies on that if that of that genre made in the last 50 years it's fucking incredible all right, I'll watch, watch it. it. I, I've, ne- I've never seen Face. I've never seen it's a single second of it. Brilliant. You've seen Conair, right? I've seen Conair. He's he's amazing in that stuff. Conair was good. And that's because the the directors understand. Like this dude is extra. Like he's he's over the top. We need everything else to match that. You should see the, the practical good- stunts in Face Off, man. <sighs> the rad thing about this film is there are nods to all of his whole. It, it's just a nod to his whole career. So they mentioned all these films he was in because one of the characters is a massive fan of his work. So they keep bringing it up. It's so good. And then That's cool. tomorrow night, Wednesday night, I'm seeing Doctor Strange. Ooh. Oh, nice. And then on the weekend, I'm going to see um, everything, everything, everywhere, all at once. Apparently, yeah. that's really I'm good. I'm hearing amazing great. things about that. Um, and it's it's one of those films that like launched a few small cinemas, but word, word of mouth has spread so much, it's getting into big cinemas, which is oh. really cool because normally you see the opposite. I am um, <laughs> on related to everything everywhere all at once. I watched a YouTube video today uh, of a guy's experience watching Morbius five days in a row. But of course, he didn't want to pay to go see Morbius five days in a row. So he, he, he paid to see other films and then he went would to, pay to go see <laughs> everything everywhere all at once five days Good. in a row and then would like go get a drink or something or go to the toilet and then end up in the Morbius screening and <laughs> it's quite quite interesting just to watch his slight deterioration want, of his mental state I want to watch Morbius I, I, I am morbidly uh, morbidly curious yeah. about morbidly curious you combine that it becomes Morbius that's pretty clever um, morbidly curious to see how 
fucking garbage filmers and just to see the human pile of shit that is Jared Leto in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Why is he always but I, I don't wanna- the worst superhero of any franchise he joins? Like, the, the worst by far. Well, like, I can't <sighs> I believe know. that somebody at Sony and Marvel, I guess, saw what? Suicide Squad? No, yeah, no. The ba- Suicide. Whatever. Fucking the Suicide Squad? No, yeah. no, no. Not that. Um, Justice League. Was not, what movie was he the he Joker was, in? He was in Suicide, in Suicide Squad, Squad. Wasn't he? Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, because I forgot there's two. There's like the four. The earlier okay, one. Cool, sweet. Yeah. Yes. The first Suicide They saw Squad. that and they thought, who's the best character? Who's the best actor out of all this? Who, can we, who should we take? And then they saw Birds of Prey and said, hmm, which character did they cut out of this movie completely because he was making it worse? Let's hire him to be our uh, yeah, front which, man. Which, which, which actor person is-, is notoriously creepy and predatory on stage and, and had some pedophile. sort of cult island going on and had a lot of accusations put against him. And yes, he had one belt of a fucking song back in the day because holy shit, yeah, shit, bury me. Oh, mwah, mm. chef's kiss. Great song. I, look, that's probably, it's probably one of the things that annoys the shit out of me the most is the fact that I actually really like 30 Seconds to Mars as music. Like, I think they do Awful some- live. Yeah, so i sound wave. And he was just spinning around with a guitar. He wasn't even playing. I'm like, I can spin around with a guitar. I have. <laughs> I also can't play guitar. <laughs> but Where's yeah, my money? But yeah, like, it, I don't know. It's, it's just a shame because I like a lot of their music. But hey, it's a bit of fast. I can't support it. Um, same as like with Lost Profits. Man, I used to love Lost Profits. Oh, Simon, me too. I will say, I will say. Me, dude. Yeah. yeah Slightly like, different cases, these two. Well, one's in jail. No, one's been formally charged. Simon, yeah. Simon. One is worse Simon, than the other. Come on, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes. But yeah, there, 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 we go. there we go. The other one has just gotten away with it. Mm. Um, I just want everyone, anyone watching <laughs> Twitch or any subsidiaries of Twitch, um, these accusations have been made by Simon and Simon alone. <laughs> um, can I give you guys a quick update about Elden Ring? Go for Jared it. Jared Leto watch. All right, Sorry, so yes, Jared Leto watch. Actually, no. Um, I started. Should playing. be watched. I, I finished the game on my first character, and that took like, you know, like close to ninety hours to do. Jeez. Um, yeah, I put a lot of time into it. It was incredible. Um, so I started a new character because I wanted to try a different class, and I wanted to see what it was like, and. Um, I played for a lot less, like a third of that time. I finished the game again, and there is so this much is- shit in that game that I did not experience the first time around. <laughs> this is and New I Game pl- Plus. You didn't just start again, no, did you? No, I started, I started new, fresh, not New Game oh, Plus. Okay. I tried yeah. New Game Plus, but I started, like, I went through to Margit and I just stomped him. Like, I did two hits and he died. And it, looking forward to it. it's not fun. Like it's not enjoyable. No, um, it's revenge. Maybe. Yeah. But um, so I started a new character and there's so much stuff. There's a guy who's like the heir to Limgrave. He's got a whole quest line. Uh, Limgrave. Ken- Kenneth, Kenneth Hyde or something. Kenneth, Kenneth Hyde. Yeah. You didn't do the Kenneth Hyde missions. I never, I never, I never met him. Oh, Kenneth Hyde's awesome. And then they had, they had to patch in, um, sorry, minor spoilers for the first few hours of Elden Ring. Or the second playthrough, if you're Keelan, um, he he had to patch in more of his storyline because you do certain things and then it just it just ended. Yeah. But now there there is a an ending to yeah. that mission. Yes. Um, which was actually really satisfied to see because I, I I got up to that point. Um, 
anyway, things happen and characters I liked got something good, which, which is a rarity in Elden Ring. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's incredible. There were just so many things that I experienced that I didn't experience my first time around. And I don't think I'll ever touch this game again. I deleted it off my computer earlier today. Oh, gee, that's um, dramatic. <laughs> dude, I, I played this game for 130 hours over the course of like maybe two months, okay? That's yeah, fair. I've done, yeah. I've done enough. I've done enough. I've... I loved every second of it, and it took over my life for that time, and that was bad. So, if you love something, you'll let it go. Maybe you're right. That's right, right Jesse. That's right. I'm doing that that at the moment as well. Maybe I'm just taking, I'm changing my relationship status with Elden Ring on Facebook too. It's complicated because I've hit a wall, and as I've mentioned before, and I, I think I, I probably bitched about this in the last episode. Um, I'm up to the fire giant. Now, look, I'm not playing it as much as I used to. I used to, you know, finish work and put in a few hours. And now I'm playing a few other games. Um, but I'm at the fire giant and I'm just not getting past him. And I'm at one of those spots where there isn't really much for me to go and do else, like you know, elsewhere. I've done everything else. This is sort of a choke point of content um, and progression. I just can't go any further. And I, my build is not meant for him. I, I've got. I use the the grafted sword. I'm very close combat. I'm just like bunch of massive hits. Normally take down a boss. I'm not dodging and rolling. I'm not learning how to block. I'm not doing any of this. Um, you, you. I don't know. And I find his moveset at the end is a little bit cheap. He's not cheap. That's not the right word for it. Because no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna use that word for it. He has a roll attack. He rolls away from you, and that does a bunch of crush damage. And there'll be times where I'm directly behind him. So he shouldn't be rolling onto me. And I still get hurt. I found a few times I'm not really getting hit by his body, but I'm getting damaged. Uh, mm. And it got a lot of stagger on it. Yep. So by the time he's sort of, he's back up and he's shooting fireballs at me, I'm like, ah, come on, man. There's come a lot on, of man. bosses with that where you get caught in an animation or you're like downed or something. You lose poise and you can't recover in time to dodge their next attack. And it just feels a bit I, cheap. Yeah, I heard, especially towards the end of the game, some of the balancing is a little bit off with the the latter end bosses, mm -hmm. um, and I imagine that the fire giant—it's the later stage of the game. I'm imagining. Yeah. Kill him, please nod, please nod, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You, you, you got a, you oh got, you got a bit. God. Uh, Jesse, I don't think you've been to uh, Mikola's Halig Tree yet, have you? No. That is a whole fucking thing. My God. I'm just hoping you, I get um let me solo her. You could go there and do that now. You can you can skip that. You've just got to get into the consecrated snowfields, which is its own quest line to get there, and then it's a, a whole thing to figure out how to get to the um the Halig tree thing as well. It's amazing. Okay, there. off offline, I'm gonna ask you about that. It's amazing there. It's so well. But I have started playing another game. This is, I when we did our most anticipated games this year, this is in my list. I started playing Lego Skywalker Saga, Star Wars, whatever it's called, very long name. Lego Star Wars, I started playing that. I bought it a few weeks ago. I hadn't taken it out of its packet um, because I've been playing Elden Ring. I love the Star, Star Wars. I love mm. Lego. I love the Lego Star Wars games. They were some of my favorite games when they first came out a million years ago. I don't know how old I am anymore. <laughs> I'm not loving this one. Oof. I don't know what it is. Why? Look, this it could just be the whiplash from Elden Ring. 
Um, I'm just expecting something, not expecting something different, but I'm just used to something different and this, it's shaking me up a little bit too much. This is going to be such a minute gripe, but it's killing me. For a game that was delayed multiple times, the UI on this game feels cheap. And by cheap, I mean, remember when they used to release like movie tie-in games? Yeah. Like oh my God. And the UI just felt really weird and it had that really like, bing, every time you move between options. Yeah. It, just, yeah. it felt weird. Almost like it's, it's that. designed for a toddler to use and understand. It's almost like they bought like, a, there's like a pre-designed pack of UIs that you can use for your menus and your, you know, your options and stuff like that. And they just got the default one. And I know that sounds really, really stupid, but because it comes up so often and it, it, it's in really jarring ways where it sort of takes over the screen, you, know, you get to some point and a big prompt will say, do you want to continue with the mission? Oh, sorry, the story. And basically it's like, do you want to trigger the cutscene here that will then progress the story? Um, which I kind of get for a game that's a bit of a collectathon when you want to replay it. But I'm, I want to play through, you know, nine Star Wars stories here. I don't, give me some options to get rid of some of this stuff. I get it. Look, the game made for kids. I'm expecting a bit more from it. But when I played it back in the day, it didn't have this. The gameplay itself is, is fine. It looks good. Uh-huh. Is it? There's, there's not, the, the gameplay, Jesse, is it like any different to like a Lego Star Wars game from 15 years ago? Exactly the same. You go through same each thing. level, you shoot or, you, you know, you break stuff, you build stuff. Something that I found a little bit different is there are some, it sometimes gives you multiple um, paths to go down. So you'll break something apart and back in the day, you know, you'll just build it and it'll become like a turret. Yeah. But for example, in this one, you could either build a gun turret or a water spraying turret. If you do the water spraying one, you can extinguish some flames go down a different path and then you know you open up something else and da 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 that's Which I, cool. I think will become more and more interesting there was a really interesting puzzle i ran into where you had to collect you know eight certain studs or whatever it was in, in a time limit hmm. um and there was one broken pile of bricks in the middle and you had to use use it in different ways in that time limit to get to these studs uh i found that interesting the game's still charming as hell it Genuinely funny. There were a few moments where I laughed out loud. And I was on the early days. I always found the the Lego style of humor from the, you know, the, the games to, to the movies as well has always landed so well with me just because I have so much love for that brand. Even that time when I brought um, knockoff Lego. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Mr. Lego. <laughs> I bought, I bought um, a knockoff uh, Millennium Falcon. And the instruction manual, rather than saying click, it said cuck. <laughs> and I'm like, book, you made me laugh today. That's that's Thanks. better. So yeah, that's better. You know. But I'll find a photo for it. It's, it's absolutely it's, it's incredible. Speaking of Lego, Jesse, did you manage to get your hands on the Horizon set? I was going to say, I did. Oh, uh, I got it. Shit, yeah. The day it came out, I, I, I pre-ordered it. I was very, very happy. I should get it this week. I'm actually considering um, streaming building it. Oh, yes. Okay. that people would like. Uh, I'm so pumped for it. It is beautiful. I watched a few reviews of it. This is a stunning set. It's really cool. The sense of scale they've got with it. it, The little little watcher you get with it. Yeah. I'm I'm so... I haven't built a good Lego kit in so long. 
Um, and the gaming kits that they made, I mean, uh, you know, they made Mario and blah, blah, blah. I'm not that into it, but I did get Bastion from Overwatch. Mm. And that was one of the most satisfying builds I've had of Lego because it's really good value for money, that kit, if you can get your hands on it. What 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 do you mean value for money? Like the size compared to yeah, cost? Yeah, it's, it's it's bigger, bulkier, some interesting pieces, rich, interesting colored pieces as well. If yeah. you want to, if you are into building other stuff, um, it actually does transform into a turret. Jeez, okay, so that's some, cool. Some very clever maneuvering with it. Has some light up pieces and stuff. I think it's like a thousand pieces as well. Nice. It was a, it was a good like day. Like I was sort of building it while I worked. But it kept me calm. That's what you want. I wasn't stressed at work. Exactly. And I've taken the pun. I'm actually considering rebuilding it. I'll check up on the shelf. Um, yeah. Quite happy with um, I made that purchase. Speaking of purchases, guys, big old week o news. And also some stuff from a few weeks ago that we didn't touch on. But let's get into something that happened quite recently that I wrote up about on storymodegaming.com. Embracer Group has acquired Square Enix's Western Arm. So Embracer Group, the company that owns THQ Nordic, Kosh Media, or Cock Media as I like to call it, and Gearbox Entertainment has jumped into the 2022 acquisition party, picking up the entire Western development arm of Square Enix for $300 million, which compared to other acquisitions we've seen in the last, you know, 18 months, mm. is a goddamn bargain. So the move will see studios including Crystal Dynamics, Idos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal, uh, over 1,000 employees across three studios and eight global locations, and IPs including Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, oh my god, please give us another Deus Ex game, Thief, and Legacy of Cain fall under the scope of the Swedish media holding group. Now, they have commanded and confirmed, Just Cause and Life is Strange are not part of the deal. And games like Sleeping Dogs, Soul Reaver, Blood Omen, and My Beloved Gex are a bit of a, in a state of flux. Nobody's quite sure where they lay at the moment. We knew more acquisitions were coming. This is not something I expected. Um, on behalf of Embracer, who, to be fair, I don't really know much about Embracer as a company, but Square sort of splitting off into different parts to be torn apart by wolves is... It's interesting. How, how do you guys feel about Embracer making this big old acquisition? Well, it's not really surprising that Embracer are doing this. So for, for context for others, um, Embracer was, up until 2019, known as THQ Nordic with a few extra weird letters. And then they changed their name to be Embracer to avoid confusion with the subsidiary they owned, which was also called THQ Nordic. Bizarre, weird, whatever. Okay, that makes sense because I was confusing the shit out of me. Yes, <laughs> cool. yeah. So two separate companies, but hey, they were named. Who did the they change the name? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so they embraced uh, change. <laughs> this is what we were one. talking about in the pre-show about bad puns that derail everything, Jesse. <laughs> Look at oh, that little grin on his face. Smile. He regrets nothing. <laughs> that is not no, a face not of regret. Um, so it's not surprising that they're doing that because that's essentially what they're doing. They're, they're resurrecting sort of like zombie brands in like THQ was was dead and buried. And they yeah, brought was... a whole bunch of stuff back up with that. And um, it's not that, you know, uh, Square Enix's Western Arm is dead and buried, but they're looking okay, to... It's not dead and buried, but it's definitely hiding a zombie bite from the rest of the group. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. so Avenger, Marvel's Avengers made shit all money. It was a bit of a disaster. 
And unfortunately, Guardians of the Galaxy is phenomenal. Please go play it. It's on Game Pass. Um, reviewed very well. Critical, critical success, but it was not a commercial success mm. with the, the markers that Square expected from it, which I think were a little bit yeah. above what they should, where they should have been reaching. Yeah, no doubt. I'll, I'll get into that in a second if there's anything else yeah, you we'll want to get, take. It was- we'll get into the Square part of things in a moment. Um, uh, now, so- th- th- sorry, this isn't the first acquisition, obviously, like Keelan was just saying. Just to add to what you were saying before about Embracer having THQ and Gearbox and such. Since 2020, they have made 62, including this one, acquisitions, um, with a total spend of only $8.1 billion. So when you say that they're kind of they're picking up chips on the cheap here mm-hmm. and they're trying to... You know, so reestablish them. It's a smart move. They're really ambitious with what they're mm-hmm. actually going for. Um, in the media statement they released about this uh, acquisition, they aim to break even in about two years. And the way that they plan to insane, yeah, that is nuts. Like three hundred million from what you've bought there, and these these companies are well, working on games, but like they, how much they don't have like, stuff ready to go yet. So the reason why they maybe say- that Gex game's almost done, <laughs> that will make it all back in a heartbeat. The reason I'll why they it. say that is because they are relying on the strength of the back catalog that comes with the acquisition. Yeah, so much there, it makes sense. A damn good back catalog. Like when you look at it, the ones you people are probably gonna get most excited about are you know your Tomb Raiders. But Deus Ex has been laying dormant for a long yeah. time. Yeah, I, that's something. Seeing of Deus Ex on current gen consoles, oh my god, it's so beautiful. Because um, Thief has been, you know, that uh, there was a new Thief game that came out a few years ago. It did well, but I'd love to see a sequel. Legacy of Kane, nothing's happened with that. And if they do have stuff like Sleeping Dogs, I would love to see come back. Um, Gex, Square Enix kind of fixed up the whole copyright and everything with Gex recently, I guess, in, pre- in preparation for this. Yeah, probably. Gex will sell if done right. Yeah. Uh, just Cause, look, if, if they can somehow get Just Cause and Life is Strange, I'm not quite sure where that's sitting. That may come into what we're going to talk about next with the deal. But there's some really good IP so, and some real, like, nostalgia glasses to be put on here. Because one thing I want to point out is that um, both Thief and Deus Ex, like the original Deus Ex game, um... And and the original Thief trilogy was such big games for their time, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I guess I sort of ref- it, mentally I sort of refer to them as like legacy titles because they have this entire separate identity to the modern versions that most people might be familiar with. Like the most recent Thief game is nothing like the original. Not even close. Like if you want a genuinely incredible stealth experience. Go play the original Thief. You can get it on GOG and it will work fantastically on modern systems. Fair, no, that's not a slight against the mo- the new Thief because the new Thief game was pretty good. It's just different. It's just it's just not yeah. what Thief not what Thief fans expected, not what Thief fans wanted, which is part of the reason why it didn't do as well as it perhaps could have done. But also, Square Enix has been kind of choking out this like the, the Western arm of their development. They've been <laughs> they haven't known what to do with it. Yeah, because because the problem is they've been too afraid to invest anything into it, and so when nothing performs because they haven't invested the time, money, or the resources, they go, "Oh, why didn't this sell as well as we wanted it to?" Because you're not letting it sell as well as you want it to. You're not giving it the resources they need to do anything, and well, I think that's more apparent than ever in. 
um, the Guardians of the Galaxy game as a prime example. Oh, so good. If, yeah. if they had marketed that game better, then it should have done really well. I think that game had a lot against it. I think the biggest thing that Guardians had against it was Avengers. Marvel's Avengers. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> everyone, absolutely. Everyone had that taste in their mouth, and a lot of people thought this was just like a spin-off from that game mm-hmm, or a sequel mm-hmm. to that game. Um, there was I, I don't I don't think there was any amount of money you could put into marketing to, that would have given that game the the go it really deserved because it is the best narrative I've played in the game in so long it's so much fun but let's move on to the Square Enix side of things like you brought up there Sai so Square Enix clarified the reasoning behind sale in a statement to shareholders citing the company's wishes to move forward with a quote. Investments in fields including blockchain, yay, AI, and the cloud. So, you know, all that shit that no one wants anymore or no one really nope. wanted. Um, so, Simon, are you looking forward to your, your Final Fantasy NFTs? Uh, straight up not going to happen. Absolutely not going to happen. Um, As if you're not going to buy one or they're not going to... Because they, they are happening. They're going to happen. I... As so so far as main series games are concerned, there is no chance in hell that there will be Final Fantasy NFTs from those. Like, in, what's in, that based? What is that based on? Because of the fact that Naoki Yoshida, Yoshi P, my god and savior, is in charge of obviously Final Fantasy fourteen and is the director for Final Fantasy sixteen. Keelan, are you are you waiting for this to come <laughs> crumbling down as well one day? Now, the the man you can't put that much faith nah, to one person. I absolutely do because the man has. Keep in mind, he saved Final Fantasy you as know, a brand. Hey, did you see? Did you see who was talking up um, NFTs recently? No, he didn't because he doesn't. No, no, do no, 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 no. Did you see who was? Who? Reggie. Ah, Reggie. I'm just saying. If you used to, you'd be like Reggie, hey, my lord and savior. Give no, me no, my no, Yoshi. Cause, cause give me Yoshi. Give me with, Kirby. Now, with with Yoshi, with Yoshi P, he's got his. Fingers on the pulse. He actively listens to his community and he actively pays attention to what the market actually wants. Absolute simp behavior. Uh, entirely. No, I will, I will defend this man. <laughs> I kind of, he is I kind of, a gift to the world. I agree with both of you um, in that it will happen because Square Enix is a slow-moving Japanese company and they are not going to realize that the thing that the horse that they have backed has two broken legs until the rest of the field is basically at the finish line already. I don't know. How does that work for you for so, 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 yeah. Keelan, do, do, you think, do you think they're about to run into some cloud strife? Because <laughs> they're going to focus on cloud gaming? I, Come on. That was legitimately that was okay. Good. I, I, that was, that I, was I like that one. That was good. I'm smiling. You can see. Um, give you that one. Listeners, he is. But <laughs> I, I think that they will probably release some of this stuff and put a lot of work and money and effort into it before they realize that it's actually a dead end and it's not where the market is actually well, heading because I think the rest of the world has already yeah. realized that. Exactly. And th- this is the thing that baffles me the most is that they've made the sale for $300 million, which, I mean, as we've already discussed, is to begin with, given the quality of those IPs, cheap. That's a that's oh, an yeah. absolute fucking bargain. So whoever it was that was in charge of organizing this deal uh, deserves an absolute massive raise. Uh, <laughs> not from Square Enix's side. They um, obviously deserve to be well, questioned. I but, think, um, I don't think, I think it's a there, there is a clear... Yeah, this isn't a mistake. There's a clear reason yes. why they split us out. And that's moving us into our, our next kind of aspect of the story. Sony. Sony was rumored... There was rumors going around that Sony was going to... Um, 
acquire Square. That seems more likely now, but I, I was under the impression they were going to get the whole package, not have a big chunk ripped out of it and then go for the more kind of Japanese-centric part of Square. Now, adding to the use of rumors, Sony is currently advertising, or maybe they could have got somebody already. I'm not too sure. But they're advertising for a director of corporate development to help the company identify potential acquisition opportunities. So according to the ad post, they're looking to find someone to help them in, quote, identifying inorganic growth opportunities through acquisitions, investments, or joint ventures. The team sources, evaluates, and completes transactions that are aligned with Sony Interactive Entertainment's strategic priorities and drive significant long-term value for the company. What they're saying in brief is, hey, we need somebody to help us with acquisitions. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think it's a very I think it's a very good move for everyone involved if they pick them up. Yes, because mm. what Square's doing at the moment is they are You'd they're in right. a weird Squ- spot. Square yeah. is kind of I feel like they're sort of spinning their ties a little bit and they're trying to figure out what works and um, they're throwing everything at the wall and not much is sticking. They've but got they some good stuff. They've got some really good stuff. This is the thing. They're making money. And it's the Japanese arm of Square that is making yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, of, not of the course. So that's the thing, though. Like, there's a bunch of talent. There's um, um, absolutely some of the best IPs on earth, uh, you know, belong to Square. They have the talent. They have the, the team. They have the infrastructure and everything like that. I just think at the moment, last few years, they're lacking the direction. Yes. So with, with, with Sony kind of overseeing them, they can be like, do this, do this, do this. And let your games shine, and and we will market the shit out of them. Because this is this is a thing that I I've personally been finding very frustrating is that for every good Square game, whether it be a Final Fantasy or a Dragon Quest or you know Octopath Traveler or something like that, every every good Square title that comes out, there's four or five other ones that just entirely miss the mark or are massively underwhelming, mm. and it is. Or just derivative as hell. Yeah, or it's just endlessly frustrating to sit here and watch because I want more Final Fantasy games and I want them to be good. I want a good Final Fantasy. I was incredibly disappointed in 15. Uh, 13, I played maybe about 10 minutes of before I was like, nah, I'm done and walked away. Like, I haven't massively enjoyed everything that they've been putting out, whereas other IPs other companies can do stuff way more consistently and square seem to be going into a death spiral but there's just every once in a while there's just that little ray of hope that comes out and you're like oh is this it oh no 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 they've decided to ignore that and yeah. go back to spinning around in a circle again and you're just, oh, can you They're stop? just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks at the moment they like the last showcase we we spoke about i can't remember what it was it was a a state of play or something like oh, that. Oh, yes, I remember that, yeah. Jesse. And it was just a bunch of random square things that I, I heard. Crap. All I've heard about it was, you know, at, at state of play, obviously. Then the backlash of what were they? Are they the same game? Have mm. I played before? What, like, what, what is the identity of these games? And then nothing since because they've been forgotten. I, I obviously, if slash more likely when this acquisition happened, we'll dive into it a little bit further, but. I think this is a very good. This is a good move. Well, you can people can make comments about acquisitions happening and being bad for the industry. And sure, there's a lot of downfalls, but that is just the reality of the situation right now. Plus, I think recently everyone became used to the idea of acquisitions. Acquisitions have been happening for a very long time. Yeah, just we've never really paid notice to um, to them. 
until Microsoft got involved because that, that is a company that we know and we could kind of, we had context for every, all the moving parts because of that. But like I said, Embrace has made 62 acquisitions since 2020. I haven't heard of a single one. Well, that's the thing. The Gearbox you know, right? like one. Like no, nothing, nothing. Uh, yeah. And the Gearbox haven't one exactly surprised that me. Company because apart, they, they've taken it? that from 2K. And 2K are a massive, massive company. They've just snatched Gearbox out from underneath them. And I'm like, when did that happen? Does that mean that the next Borderlands game won't be entirely rubbish? Like, yeah, nah. give me I hope apparently okay. the, the trailer for the, the Borderlands film was shown at some like convention um, last week. Apparently it looks really good. Hmm. I've got no interest to see it. Mm, I think, apparently it looks really good. I think 2K just realized that they had a liability on their hands running, bo- running uh, Gearbox software. So yeah. decided to wash their hands of it by selling the company. Smart move, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, probably actually. <laughs> and I um, met Joel. Joel in the chat. Joel from Dialog Options. Go check them out on iTunes and Spotify and give them some love. Um, says the acquisition stuff even goes back to Disney acquiring Marvel and Lucasfilm. So acquisitions are now a thing that's in, zi- in the zeitgeist. People now understand what it means. If you honestly, if you ask me what an acquisition like could mean for something in pop culture. 10, 15 years ago, I would have a very, very basic answer. And now, look, I would still have a basic answer, as you just heard from my, my yeah. kind of ranting and raving. <laughs> but there's some context behind it now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's move on to a company that's made some acquisitions and is about to show off these acquisitions. The Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase is happening June 13 for us lucky folks in Australia at 4 a.m. <laughs> oh. Shit, am I going to be up in time to um, you know, react live to it? You betcha, yes. because I don't sleep during June because my body clock is a climb <laughs> to E3, which will never happen again. Anyway, uh, Xbox is about to show off for the first real time their Shine acquisition with Bethesda and, and all the subsidiaries off. I think we're about to see a shit ton of Starfield. What do you guys think? That is 100% what we're going to be seeing. I think we will be seeing gameplay. It comes out November 11th. We've seen, at the moment, we've seen a very short little trailer that was more of just like a a general vibe check of the game. Um, and they've released a few screenshots. I think the game looks pretty. Game looks pretty. These screenshots look pretty. Looks fine. Looks, we still don't know what tech, tech they're going to be using. Bethesda, you make me nervous. Yeah. Todd, if you're listening, yeah. you make me nervous, baby. Yeah. So you reckon we're just going to get like... I think we're going to get a, a big chunk of gameplay or uh, yes, like a cyberpunk style E3 gameplay presentation. You remember that big one they did for cyberpunk showing of that first level where uh, you rescue that girl. I think we'll get something similar to that. Um, and then we'll have some like subsequent like breaking down like these are, these are different or it won't be factions in this game. It would be like companies or whatever. Maybe like minor aspects of that. I think they're super keen to explain their world on a macro scale, not so much on like a micro scale. So um, mm. they've been doing lots of um, videos. They call them into the star field, um, like video snippets, where they speak about a different topic regarding the development of the game. Um, they're only like six, seven minutes long, and they've been re- releasing them at pretty regular intervals. And that's kind of like the the marketing hype beginning to drum up and that started like last month already um they're pretty decent to watch but they lack specifics and i think they lack specifics because part of the the wonder of bethesda games is discovering those specifics itself 
And I think yeah. that's going to yeah. continue throughout the entire marketing cycle. I, I almost take that a little bit of a different way because you brought up an interesting point of they'll show the game at a, at a macro level. And I think a lot of Bethesda games of the last few years look pretty good on a macro level. <laughs> you're <laughs> when right. You get to that macro like, level mm. and you're like, oh, yeah, wait. Explain the concept. Dated. Yeah. When you actually play yeah, the concept game. concept sounds amazing. Like if the broad strokes of Fallout 76 sounds incredible. Yes. The idea of it is incredible. The actual implementation of those ideas, less than stellar. Um, so I, Starfield, I, I don't know why I'm so nervous about it. I always feel... I thought there's gonna be a lot more time between it first being announced and it actually coming out. It's a lot closer than I expected. And the fact that we haven't seen gameplay yet. Again, I, 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 I guess this is Microsoft really want to, they spent you know, a trillion bazillion dollars on this acquisition. <laughs> so they want to really, um, for lack of a better term, flop it out of the table at this point okay. and show it off. And I mean, this is, I guess this is a way to do it. I, I, I think there's a chance we're just going to get update after update in this thing. I think- Gains from the new catalog. Part of the reason I reckon you're also nervous about this is because this is a new IP, and this could become a major, 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 major IP. This could be a system seller. Like this could be every every once in a while we get a game that comes along and just completely changes how we talk about games. Completely overruns the conversation for a significant period of time. Elden Ring is probably Kirby's the big adventure. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, Elden Ring. And prior yeah. to that, probably like Breath of the Wild and stuff like that. These games come in, they hit everyone on a huge level and everyone goes, oh, games are really It changes the course good, of gaming going forward. Yeah, exactly. I think and that's what I people are expecting like from this. Ex- people are absolutely expecting this from Starfield because... Whether we want to or not, or whether we should or not, isn't isn't the discussion. So, in fact, people are, people will, because we've had this teased to us for years now. It's been ages since Starfield was first announced, even though it was a quick, like, 10-second trailer, and it was literally a planet, and then Starfield, and then that was it. We heard nothing for ages and ages and ages, and then it was only recently that we actually got a little bit more information. Though? Oh my god, uh, no, 2018 that was... it was announced. Shortly E3. after Fallout 76. It, w- yeah. it was the next year. And this is what made me nervous about that because I felt like Bethesda at that E3 announced a bunch of things way too early. Yeah, they want to make to up. try and ease the back. They mm-hmm. wanted to make up for it. So they said, hey, Starfield's close. Also, he's um uh, 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 Elder, Elder, S- Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Um Elder Scrolls 6 miles away yeah. i think the game that will be that next sort of mil- milestone for gaming is elder scrolls Oof. i don't think it's it's um it's uh starfield i don't even think they think it's starfield i think that starfield is the next game it's gonna be great it's gonna be different it'll be i'm more excited for like you know starfield 2 i think this, this is gonna be kind of not rough but i am very much tempering my expectations that's yeah. my strategy as well, Jesse. That's more yeah. than I normally the, would. The track record for Bethesda recently not has good. not been good. It, it no, but I think I think at the same time that's also why people are kind of excited for this. Is like, is this going to be the redemption story? Is this because everyone everyone enjoys an I, underdog? It's more and, it's more curiosity. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. But you know, like I from a from a personal level because I absolutely adored Skyrim. And that was my first proper Bethesda game that I actually really got invested to. 
and I bounced off of Fallout 4 really quickly and didn't even look at Fallout 76. And I'm sat here going, I want the next Elder Scrolls. But hey, what are they doing in the meantime? How's Starfield looking? Is this going to be a glimpse into what Elder Scrolls 6 will look like? Is this going to let me there. know how this is going to pan out? Am I wasting what? my time or not? So, I don't know, it's, it's definitely... It's intrigue. It's so much intrigue because we want to see what Bethesda's been up to for a while. You bring up a good point. I'm actually more interested in seeing how Starfield runs like mechanically. Mm. So I know what to expect from Elder Scrolls. Yeah, because they will reuse lessons the have same. They learned? Are they using a different engine? Are the mm-hmm, mechanics different? Or are they the same Bethesda bullshit? <laughs> yeah. Um, That's what I'm like, ready I'm for. Real, real I'm, 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 I'm emotionally also, ready just, for that. Just saying, we should stream the shit out of Fallout 76. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No. We could become podcasters in the wasteland. I'm, I'm not Look, opposed I'm to, that. to that. You know, Jesse, I I have something to bring up on that topic as well. Um, there have been rumors recently that an uh, ex-developer working on Starfield with Bethesda um, sort of spoke a little bit negatively about the engine that they're using, basically saying it's essentially the same engine that was used on 76 and fallout 4 the creation engine i am shocked and uh it is very difficult for them to use i mean the game looks okay and i think it'll look modern it's not gonna you know um drop anyone's jaws or anything but you know elden ring didn't really either and that was that's easily one of the best games i've ever played Mm. um so i mean that's not the thing to judge the game about but i feel like we're gonna run into those same or similar, at least, limitations as we did in previous Bethesda titles, the jank, I you know? Think it kind of like we were just discussing before about Square Enix, where it's an incredibly talented company with some incredible IPs who have yeah. lost, lost some direction. Starfield was already in development when the Microsoft acquisition happened, so I think it was probably a little bit too late for, for Microsoft to really put their influence and DNA into it, um, and you know, need help from other devs and stuff like that. We will see that with with future future titles. So it'll be interesting. But to move on from Starfield, uh, I think we're very likely to see something from Redfall, that vampire-esque, I'm not quite sure game I, that people got really excited for. I, 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 really like this year. I really liked the look of that. That looked Red like... Art style. Yeah, yeah. And it looked, I don't know, kind of silly and a little bit... It felt like the good part of Overwatch. Well, I was going to say Borderlands, but yeah, sure. Um, mixed in with like Left for Dead to me. That's yeah. what it, that's what it gave me the vibes of. I was like, cool. This looks like they'll like your characters will be having proper banter. There'll be like proper laughs and stuff. And this, this will be good. This will be like just fun, enjoyable. Like, oh, hey, guys, do you want to play a game for a couple of hours? Like, yeah, sure. Let's just boot up some. Yeah, just a casual sort of arcadey game. Yeah. I. That's meant to be coming out this year. I wouldn't be shocked. This is going to be one of my one of, one of my bold predictions. If it is dropped day off, there's a beta that comes that day off. I'd I'd be happy with that. I think that'd be pretty cool. I um because like Xbox don't have well Microsoft don't have much going on this year. They have Starfield November 11th, Redfall unannounced, and. Nothing else. Well, I have a, I have a, a, a guess for Go something on. else that might be shown. Obsidian's new game, Avowed. 
Ooh. I think they might show us a little bit about I've, this game. Yeah. That would kill for a that would be amazing. I completely about forgot even about Fabled. I totally forgot about Fabled. Mm. There's a bunch of games that were like announced. This is what big stuff. Everyone said when that acquisition first happened, we're not going to see anything for a while. Now this is the first time we're about to see some shit. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't been this excited for a showcase since the you know the initial Xbox Series X and PS5 conferences, been the showcases. This is I'm g'd up for this. I've got a few other games it's on my list. A month of, away, um, we may see. Do you think we'll see any Hellblade two? Things are going a little bit quiet no. on that front. I hope remember so. When I, I remember when that when the the new Xbox was announced, it was almost made like, oh, Hellblade Two will be a launch title. It's like a marquee title. That's how. Yeah, it was like a marquee it. title. It just it's gone away. This needs to be. I'm well, still. They released that nervous about this. That gameplay uh, footage. When was it last year? Like, like yeah, last yeah, oh, that was last so good. year. The big sad giant. And yeah, yeah. that was oh, creepy. So and like, yeah, that that was creepy. That was. I think. We could possibly see more, but you know, we should be getting around about to the time of, of a launch. If it doesn't launch late this year, it should be early next year. I f- I feel Another- like yeah, we'll, we'll get confirmation one way or the other because I mean, clearly it's been delayed in some capacity, just not officially announced that it's been delayed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I reckon we'll, we'll see something, even if it's just like a hey, yeah, don't worry, it's still going on. You know, start of twenty twenty three. January, February, that's when you'll see it. Um, that, that's sort of my guess, if we see anything about Hellblade 2. Now, the current... The game which I think that Microsoft would be hoping it would still be very much the game at the moment is Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite, ah. burnt out. Burnt out, burnt bright and burnt out. Mm. We've got Season 2 coming out very shortly with a few extra maps, a few extra modes. If you want to hear a bit more about that, let's do our last episode. Do you think we'll hear anything more here? Because I think the rumor going around, or the sort of you know, the scuttlebutt going around, is will we see the battle royale be made by who's making that? Apparently, um, no idea. Stop my head. It's uh, certain affinity. Frank, certain affinity. That's the one. <laughs> um, I don't think they'll do that because that that would sort of be shooting the main campaign ch- second chapter in the foot basically being like hey don't worry about that i'm hearing rumors that that battle royale if it is even happening is a q4 2023 thing if not q1 2024 that's a long long way off which makes more sense to me because you don't want to i don't think they want to bastardize infinite just yet but with infinite the look the story the the main campaign the game for me at least did not stick at all. It, I bounced right off that. And Keelan, you're a Halo fan. You, It wasn't exactly memorable, was it, compared it to some of the amazing yeah. Halo campaigns you know? The, the game, Are they going to have story DLC? The, the gameplay and stuff was fine, but the story just didn't hit. The weakest part was the narrative by far. It was just like several steps below what a game and, of its caliber should be, not just like a Halo game. Um, I don't think they should. They have so many other things to fix in this uh, franchise. Well, because that's something from what I've heard just from uh, like the YouTube channels and stuff I watch to keep up to date with this sort of stuff, um, that a lot of the dedicated fan base for Halo Infinite 
are massively disappointed with the roadmap that was put out not too long ago. And they're like, you need to give us something else. You need to give us more than whatever this is. So if they are going to do anything about Halo Infinite, I think they need to go in hard and they need to go in fast and be like, all right, here's this new stuff and this and this and this, all of these quality of life updates, bam, 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 hit every major pain point for the Give majority us a fucking of fucking different biome. I'm sick of that goddamn forest. <laughs> Give us some snow. They've had when did that game launch? November. November. They've yeah. had six months to do a lot of those things. It took them like four months just to get one of the major game modes in multiplayer working correctly. It's a shame because the minute, minute gameplay is so fun. It's just kind of died in the vine and because chapter two just got announced and it's just about to come out it was what four three four months before we knew what chapter two would be yeah since the you know it initially came out they're not going to announce what chapter three is going to look like they're not going to announce a whole new roadmap of this event i i wouldn't i don't think we'll see anything about halo infinite at this event and i think that is such a damn shame but it is just a result of what's happened with that game because it has not been what they want it to be it's not been what uh-huh. Anyone wanted to be aside from that first week of the multiplayer dropping early, which was so much goddamn fun. I um I think there might be a reason why none of the stuff is like kind of coming together for three four three. Um, a journalist named Jez Corden, uh, speaking on an episode of Jeremy uh, Corden, another uh, podcast Xbox Two is the name of the podcast. They are fairly certain that 343 is working on another game in the Halo franchise that isn't infinite. And that would explain uh, a lot. F- finish your fucking game yeah. first, eh? Yeah, wow. yeah. Like, hang on, let's not run. Finish your dinner before, before you have your dessert. Yeah, let's not run before you, before you can walk here. Like, let's. <laughs> yes, I. <laughs> Halo <laughs> Infinite's limping, and you're like. Again. Not my problem. It is a rumor. It's a rumor. Uh, I, it's. I it's a know. weird one. I don't know. But hey, rumors are what what makes this whole thing fun. That's exactly right, Jesse. And that's, honestly, that's what we do it for. I'm looking for a reason for that game to be as crap as it is other than mismanagement. Because that is a boring reason. All right, before we move on to the next topic, I want to hear what is your closing the show moment? Obviously, it's opening up with Starfield. Um, or, you know, a majority of this conference will be Starfield. What ends the show? Because they, like I said, again, to bring up my, my uh, metaphor metaphor from before, they are flopping the dick out of the table here, okay? How do they zip back up with a flourish? Um, Playground Games is a fable game. Ooh, I wouldn't mind a trailer for that. We got, that. we got a very short tease for, that, for it. Yeah, and we haven't heard anything since. Uh, hmm. I reckon... Either some perfect dark mm. gameplay, because that I would probably just weep. I would just just openly cry. Uh, <laughs> I love perfect dark or Elder Scrolls Six proper title announcement and a date and like a date and maybe like a view of the map or something. If if they had a thing of just like I think it was. Red Dead 2 did this, where one of the trailers was just kind of bits of the landscape. Yeah. 
Like do something like uh, that. Actually, the, the GTA games do that as well. It's just the sort of landscape shots. They did that with Elder Scrolls Six and just showed us some of the <laughs> biomes and just some of nature, some monsters walking around. And then it ends with Elder Scrolls Six, maybe you know an actual like subtitle for it. And then it oh, says, yeah, yeah, it'll be like you know, November twenty twenty three. Oh, beautiful. Because one of my favorite things about Skyrim, if you haven't played Skyrim for a while, and like if you first played it and you just fast traveled to and from all the cities. Play it again. Don't fast travel. Restrict yourself to riding around on horseback to go from city to city. Or, you know, if you have to fast travel, take the carriages and stuff because it's a bit more organic. And honestly, the amount of stuff you'll discover is unbelievable. There is so much to that game still. And it is brilliant. And that's one of my favorite parts. So if they can pull that off in the trailer, fail to scroll six, I'll be happy. I reckon the, the show ends with the whole Gears of War reboot. The whole franchise being reboot. They announce Gears. That's all it's called. Ooh, okay. Yep. I'm down. Interesting. Complete relaunch. Uh, new characters. It's set maybe in a different time period. Okay. Yeah. But that, that series has been left dormant. And I feel like we haven't had a sort of squad-based cover shooter we haven't had one of those take the market by storm in a while. It's true. And I am very much up for one. I think I've been having the itch to play division two lately. So, <laughs> wow. So look, the division games are sick <laughs> for the most part. They're pretty fucking cool. Um, so if, if a gears game got announced, I'd be very, very happy. You know, now but sorry, on, on the topic of gears. So the last gears game came out in 2019. Um, and, it was sort of halfway through telling a story. As much as I'd love a reboot, I want to know the end of that story as well. It was actually just finally getting interesting after establishing new characters and them languishing around for one and a half games, doing nothing and developing nothing at all. It finally got good. Let's finish the story, please. Please, Microsoft. No, well, I reckon it's going to happen. Oh, actually, no, sorry. Scratch out. I don't think it'll happen. I think Gears will come out in like two years time and there'll be some sort of Easter egg and it'll be like a, a note from one of the characters. Oh, being like, oh, we all we all woke up here with a horrible dream or something like that. <laughs> no, nah, they, they all got slaughtered miserably and blah, 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 something like Simon, that. Simon, yours sounds on the money. Yeah. Kellen, it's up to you if you want to cut this on the podcast or not. I need to go to the bathroom real quick. You can keep this in. I don't care. You guys can just talk. You guys run the show for a little bit. Of course. All right. I want to go... I want to go back a topic, or two topics, I guess, um, to the to the whole Square Enix thing, right? Because I just mm. want, I just really want to vent about how dumb they've been, because they've ahead. just they've just choked out their like Western division and gone, oh, it's not making money. Well, yeah, because you're not letting them make money, and then they've just sold off the IPs, and I'm actually really grateful for that. So. <laughs> I'm really hoping that like the 300 million they invest into NFTs crashes and burns. They sit there and go, ah, oh, shit, that wasn't a good idea. And we're like, yeah, no, obviously, obviously it wasn't a good idea. Can you get back to making good RPG games? Thanks. And that's it. That's it. That's all that happens. If Sony buy them out, I'm not going to complain too hard because so long as things are still available on PC, I'll be happy. Not a problem. But just don't do a goddamn Final Fantasy VII remake 
by launching it exclusively on the Epic Store and then making it basically unplayable because of how bad the port is. Terrible Fix your port. PC ports. Fix your well, goddamn PC ports. That's uh, that's the great part about Sony going on an acquisition spree themselves. They bought Nixies, who are incredible PC developers. They have ported so many console games over to PC over the years, and they would absolutely fix the shit out of those terrible ports that um, we've been seeing from Sony. Horizon in its launch state. No, oh, um, Even still, and- I can't get the game to run. I cannot really? get it to run. Yeah, I don't know why. I still cannot get Horizon Zero Dawn to run properly on my PC. That's bizarre, so, man. That sounds like a you a problem, dude. That yeah, sounds like... Yeah, a- buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I came back with a juice as well. Oh, fantastic. Good job. I'm glad cool. you were able to stop off on well, the way. You know, the reason I've, I've got this juice is because we're going to have a very fiery talk on the top. Not really. Not really. But I heard what you're saying. I have my friend on. I hear all. Okay. Yes, of course. The all-hearing Jesse. I, I don't think it's Square giving up on their Western arm. I think there's a lot of question, a lot of things to be said about the sort of the managerial direction of Square at the moment. Absolutely. But they were trying to run a Western market and a Japanese market at the same time. They're two very, very different markets. It makes sense they weren't able to run them both at the same time. No, they, because they were having to make very, very straight different decisions. They were not, and that's why they didn't quite know what to do with the Western They arm. were not succeeding with the Western arm. They realized this is a dead end for us. If we want to get the company into a decent shape to sell it, we need to cut off the part of the business that does not make us any money. And that makes I, that I, pushes up the sale I, price and provides no it's value. It's kind of a smart decision, I reckon. It was a smart decision. It was, I, yeah, cool. I, I think it was the right decision because of the fact that now Square doesn't have the IPs that I really want to see more of. Like, holy crap, give me more Thief games. Give me, like, a brand new proper Deus Thief X. game. Yeah, give me more I Deus remember, Ex. I remember when I first picked, me up, that, picked up Deus Ex. Give me, give me a Tomb Raider, which I actually want to enjoy. I want to I clarify on that one, because uh, the Tomb Raider reboots, I played... Mm, I don't know about half of the first one. I thought it was really good. Yeah, but first one's good. All of the quick time events got so repetitive, so damn quickly, and I'm and like unnecessarily exactly. dark. Yeah, like holy crap! Like just oh my god! If I if like I mess even- up on a quick time event, then cool. Like let me I don't know take a bit of damage. Not impale Lara yeah. through... Throw, throw her off a cl- cliff and play a Vuvuzela like Uncharted or something like that. Don't have her go down rapid and get pierced by a billion sticks. Damn, I have a video, of, have a video of that on my phone for some reason That's because weird. I was so like... No, no, I was filming... <laughs> that says it, a lot about you. I was filming it off the screen because I was playing uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider and I'm like, holy crap, somebody had to animate this. It is brutal, like unnecessarily long. Uh, yeah, terrifying. Yeah, it, like I, I compare, you know, another game that had brutal quick time uh, failures, I guess, was say God of War. But they weren't gratuitous. They were pretty quick. They were, were grotesque because that was what the game was. Like the way you were killing people was just as gory as them killing you. But they weren't well, like dragged out. It was quick. Well, like, it was like, like rushed to death. Okay, cool. If we're gonna Resident go that angle. Evil Four. You know, gory, a little bit gratuitous, but that's it's a Resident Evil game. You kind of expect a little if, bit. If of- we're gonna <laughs> look, if we're gonna go that angle, then we can say that 
Um, the deaths that Lara suffered were as gory and gratuitous as the cult- cultural appropriation that she uh, put upon all the all the locales that she went to visit over the course of those three games. She destroyed yeah. those freaking cities. Horrible person. We we could sit down and talk about any sort of game that involves like you know collecting treasure here on Tards, your Tomb Raider stuff like that. Uh, deeply problematic. Deeply. Massive. <laughs> like, the kill counts on those uh, is huge. For a friend people. of the show, Bianca, in the chat, um, and if you want to be in the chat, twitch.tv forward slash story mode, A-U-S-R. You would think I'd be better at that after a year, but who knows. Um, she says, girls can be caught in rapids too. Sexism is, sexism is dead. Yeah. <laughs> See, we're making progress. Yeah. Now, let's move on to our final topic for tonight. This is the one that's been bubbling away for the last few weeks, and it's just at this point where I think... It's worth a discussion. Now I'm just going to read two paragraphs from Forbes because they say it better than I could. Now, last week, a report from Business Insider said that Microsoft is creating a, quote, private marketplace where it can sell in-game ads to -to free-to-play games on Xbox. Microsoft says the goal is to generate revenue for developments. I said that weird. (laughs) He did. Says the goal is to generate (laughs) revenue for developments, not Xbox itself, as it would not be taking a cut. Examples cited include things like billboards inside racing games, which isn't the first time we've seen that happen, and yet it appears to be coming up again in the current, quote, metaverse era. The report from Sony, um, so Sony's looking to get in, in as well, the report from Sony sounds close to identical. They've been working on their own program for at least the last 18 months to put ads inside mostly free-to-play games, again, with a private marketplace. Potential ideas past billboards include letting players watch ads to earn in-game skins, both of these programs sound like they could have been implemented or at least trialed by the end of 2022. So, ads in free-to-play games. Let's start there, because there's going to be a few layers to this topic. Where do we stand on that? In a free-to-play game? Okay. But. Well, that's what We're, we're going to get to the but part soon. Yeah. Let's start with the free-to-play stuff. Okay, well, I'm glad you're holding on to my butt for a second here. Uh- I would, wouldn't have it. <laughs> Yeah, I think, look, in a, in a free-to-play oh, Simon, game... See that, Keelan? Simon got all flustered just then. I did, I did. I'm not going to lie. A free, direction. Within a free-to-play game, yeah, it makes sense. It works for the ecosystem that a free-to-play game exists in. Because often, when you think of free-to-play, you also think of mobile games. And mobile games have tons of ads that they throw at you constantly, especially the free-to-play mobile games, the freemium games, as people like to call them, where... You know, you boot up the game and then you've got to watch a 15-second advert and then you can get into the game. And uh, you can watch another 15-second advert to earn 30 more cherry coins or whatever the hell they're called. It's going to be really awkward if somebody watching on Twitch gets an ad right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just so, don't run the ad reel. Just, that's so what's it, really, fine. really interesting about that is um, the integration into the game. Rather yeah. than like what you were talking about, I've played a lot of those freemium mobile games where... You're out of the game, and then you have to sit through an advertising thing. You've got to watch an ad, a little video or something. Um, What's far more interesting is integrating that inside of the game that you're playing. So you're kind of seeing it, like, I guess almost organically. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say anything about advertising is organic. It's not, but... No, um, no. It it, it is... But it's real. But that's the thing. It is organic nowadays. Our life is... You go you go for a walk and you're going to see ads. We are surrounded by ads. Yeah, it's just a reality the, of the situation. The, the, the it cons- is organic now. The, the concept of advertising is not an organic thing. Like, it's not... Uh, that's that's a modern invention. Like, But anyway, um, 
that's besides the point. What I'm saying is that it's not integrated to the game in a lot of mobile games. Um, yeah. It's not really the case in like console level games. Um, it is something that if we have to have ads, that is the best possible way that you could implement that into a game. Anything more would be obtrusive in the way that those uh, videos would be. Um, so you want it out of the way, right? That works. Yeah. I think there is a way for this to work. Now, one of the reasons we're sort of breaking this, this down into, into layers is because at the moment, X, uh, Microsoft and Sony want to peel back to the first real layer of this. And this they want to test the water and see how people react to it. I think there is a way to make this work which doesn't affect the gamer, but is also beneficial for developers. Obviously, developers will make money out of this, which is good especially when they're free-to-play games, because games aren't free to make. The free-to-play thing as a concept has always been a bit bizarre. You know, you have games like Fortnite that come out. Fortnite may be a bit of a bad example because some of the the ways they market to kids is a bit shitty and predatory. Mm, However, people who get mad at being able to purchase skins in the game, I don't understand because the game is not free. We keep standing up and saying, hey, people who make, you know, developers and stuff like that, Obviously, 100%, they, earn, they deserve better workers' rights. Part of that is better pay. Yeah. And if the company is not making money, then people cannot get paid more. <laughs> so having ads available for especially small developers, I think could be really, really beneficial from, from their end. More money goes in them. They put more money to the game. It's just going to be good on their end. For the consumer, if it's done in a way that isn't going to, you know, tear you out of the game too much, um, racing games with billboards. Uh, we already get this a lot in sports games, NBA, yeah, right. um, NFL, yeah. whatever the baseball one is. I've seen I've seen a lot of ads in AFL Evolution 2. If you want to watch us play AFL Evolution 2 every Wednesday night, we play matches around uh, twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS. They're getting organic, those ones. See, that's organic advertising right there. <laughs> <laughs> is it? It's a- but like those, if anything, they're going to make me believe the game more because that's, you were trying to give me a depiction of real life and in real life there are games. Sorry, in real life there are ads. I don't mind that part. No. We, it's, I think if it saves at that level, I think it's actually kind of beneficial for everyone. Absolutely. A lot of people I have seen that fair. and have, have seen this whole ads and gaming thing and suddenly the sky is falling. But we've had ads, actually more so product placement in games for a while now. And these have been grosser versions of it. We had... Final Fantasy with its cup noodles and its God. camping gear. We've had Death Stranding with Monster Energy. Um, these were games that people have spent 90 bucks on and still got adverts and very gratuitous, grotesque, in-your-face product placement. That If that became the norm in every game, I'm not cool with that. No. But that's not what's being spoken about before. And again, when Final Fantasy did it, when Death Stranding did it, and you know there are dozens of other games you could bring up. I mean, Mario Kart with the Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> God, that's oh. still, the funniest thing, though, is that those, I think it was the three Mercedes-Benz car, might be four, they are among the worst cars available in the game, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Nintendo's like, yeah, sure, we'll put your stuff in here. We're going to make it shit, though. <laughs> so I kind yeah, of enjoy pretty, that. Was, kind of that enjoy such, that. Such a weird thing. But it's like, so weird. We, we're used to it. Like, this has been happening. And now just because it's, I think it's been explained in a bit more basic and sweeping terms a lot of people think this is the end of the world i actually i don't mind this this seems 
we're currently seeing the streaming bubble pop. Netflix in a year's time or so will have ads. There may be a mm. paid tier to not have ads. Yeah. But again, that's a company having to recoup costs that they would make from advertising through another tier of, um, of subscription. Game Pass, I think will... I guess Game, Game Pass... I've been thinking about this all day. Game Pass is a little bit tricky because Microsoft aren't really making money of Game Pass, but they also have other revenue streams. Whereas Netf- things like Netflix don't, they rely purely on subscriptions. So I guess you can't make that one-for-one comparison, but maybe this is Microsoft and Sony flinching because they're seeing that other media bubble pop where the, the type of stuff we were getting on Netflix, the quality is dropping because the money wasn't there anymore. Mm. And again, there's going to be, there are, I've already seen a lot of people saying like, oh, well, Netflix and Microsoft and blah, 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 blah. Um, they make billions and billions of dollars. The money is there. It's like, well, that's not how businesses work. Just because the company is making money doesn't mean there's money there to use. Not saying that's right. Not saying it's wrong. That's just the reality of the situation. I, I, I think this is getting in front. Microsoft and Sony getting in front of the ball a little bit. I think. I think this is them saying realistically, "Hey, if we're going to give you a free-to-play game." It, we're going to need to make a little bit of money off of it in some yeah. capacity, whether it is, you know, minor adverts in the form of billboards or whatever. Cool. That's fine. That's absolutely fine by me. I have zero issue with that. My concern is that this opens the door for the more egregious type of advertising to be commonplace. And I'm not saying this will happen. And this is purely a hypothetical worst case scenario but you know you're in the middle of playing god of war ragnarok and you sit down to like you pause the game and then all of a sudden kratos pulls out a massive bottle of mountain dew and a packet of doritos and is like boy drink and hands you know atreus some fucking oh, I could have that really touching scene from god of war where he hands in the urn, <laughs> the, where the, urn? The, the pot i don't know the thing of beer the old beer that they found. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's just Mountain Dew instead now. Like oh, Baja Blast, thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, brilliant! Just what I wanted. Tickets to Disneyland. What? What's happening? I don't know anymore. Like, it's but like that, that, that's not that's been a lot of people's. <laughs> that's been a lot of people's part, like worries. Yes, that will not happen. That's not going to happen. However, my concern is that we will get more things along the lines of Final Fantasy 15 and Death Stranding, where the product placement then basically just becomes an advertisement properly. Like in base, because let's be honest, in Final Fantasy 15, when it was the cup noodles, the first time we come across a cup noodle truck, he basically all but winks at the camera and goes, I love cup noodle. Have like, you seen? That's I think it. That's one of just mm, um, i just don't want that get, get that shit out of here i don't want it no one wants it it's not fun it completely like, i stopped playing the game for a week after that i was so frustrated because uh, i've got plenty of other issues with final fantasy 15 i was like nah I'm, <laughs> that's it i'm done like this just pulled me out of the experience entirely but on the flip side like i played death Stranding, and that monster energy thing came up and i was like that's weird Second time it happened, I'm like, I'm drinking Monster Energy as well. Thanks, Norman Reedus, for the tip. Like, it worked on me. But it 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 was weird, but my day-to-day life is so full of ads anyway that it kind of they kind of just bounce off me now. No, I'm sick of them. Like uh, I, I actively- If you're sick of them, you're gonna have to move to Mars. I'm sorry to <laughs> but you can't get is, away from them. Well, here's the thing. I do what I can to try and 
get away from them. I hate having to watch YouTube on my TV sometimes because I'm want, I'm wanting to watch a you know a YouTube video from a creator that I really like uh, with my partner, and there's just. 15 second adverts right at the start of the video then there's another two 15 second adverts in the mid row which is and, money going to that creator but it's not is the problem i mean again again look look at the fraction of it because you should the way you should it, it's fucked up yeah. but yeah but still the concept off is you're watching that to help fund this i person. know but i would much rather you know they pedal their merch at me and i go oh yeah cool like i will buy some of their merch like some of some of the bigger content creators that I like, I actively try and promote their stuff to my friends and I try and give them more growth because I'm like, hey, I really enjoy this this guy's stuff. Or, you know, this girl makes some of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like, check this stuff out. And I try my absolute best to make sure I'm not just consuming this for free. I then become the advertisement to my friends. But it's that's an organic advert. That's a I enjoy the thing. I think you will like it too. Not I'm just playing devil devil's advocate here because I, I I agree. With that. I think that, I think that's the right way to go about. It. Like I, how often do I wear like other pe- other podcast t shirts? Yeah, um, we're recording because exactly. I, I want to I want to support my mates. But that's the very small minority of people who are willing to do that and also able to do that. There are some uh, people who yeah. can't simply can't go out and afford merch and stuff like that. So watching an ad is it is it kind of an easy way for them to support a creator? Plus, from the creator's point of view. I mean, you think YouTube's, YouTube's a weird kind of uh, example here because, again, the way YouTube divides up ad revenue is disgusting. No, it's but horrible. If, if you're saying, hey, take away the ads and then the content creator can then make merch and stuff like that, that is more effort and work for the content creator. No, that stuff doesn't just happen. Yeah, I know. And obviously, I, I understand and appreciate that there is a certain investment level that needs to go into creating merch. And Guys, we should make t-shirts. I was genuinely thinking that the other day. I put on a purple t-shirt and I'm like, I want a story mode logo on this bad boy. Um, I'll, I'll get one of those, I'll get one of those, um, those special printing sheets and we'll make them for free. We'll sell them at PAX. We'll sell them behind PAX. I've got a, I've, I've <laughs> got a, the back. Sell them at the boot. I've got an idea for you guys. I don't know. If it's advertising in the traditional sense, but I played through all of Assassin's Creed Origins, and at one point in Assassin's Creed Origins, you can get a Chocobo mount. That's a that's a completely different company, right? That's Square yeah. Enix advertising inside of a Ubisoft game. It's the same thing, but it's a usable mount. It's pretty decent. You can get weapons that, that are based off of like the Final Fantasy uh, weapons as well, like. That's a form wow. of advertising. That's saying play Actually, our game. Like that's an interesting way to to advertise inside of a game that is a paid product as well, not just a free to play thing. It's actually funny that you mentioned that because Final Fantasy fourteen has a couple of big crossovers. One of which was with Monster Hunter World, and they did a huge collab event where in Monster Hunter World you got to fight the Behemoth, um, you know, yeah, a monster from Final Fantasy fourteen. It was awesome. It's <laughs> such a fun fight. And if you do that, you get some cool special armor and a special weapon. And then in Final Fantasy XIV, you got to fight a Rathalos from Monster Hunter World. And there was similar mechanics to fighting in Monster Hunter. It's from your favorite franchise, Monster Hunter. No, my favorite's Legend of Zelda. You didn't see on the str- on the stream. I just put the monster on the thing back over your face. Oh, God damn! Because um, I have this power. Ugh. 
See, also Monster Hunter now available on DVD and Blu-ray. That's good advertising. Okay? No, honestly, you'd be better off, like, <laughs> and I mean this in all sincerity. You'd be much, much, much better off giving the money that you'd spend on that DVD to a homeless person, uh, to a child. Uh, or, or even subscribe just, to us at twitch.tv forward slash showman AUS. Absolutely. Or even using it to wipe your ass. Honestly, that would be much better uses for the money than buying that goddamn DVD of that god awful film. a good way to lose coins, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> You're talking from personal experience, aren't you? I rattle like a goddamn, <laughs> goddamn money box. <laughs> if we um, hit you hard enough, do the coins come flying out? <laughs> do we also think... I, I think there will be some changes coming to Game Pass as well. I think we need some a different tiered system with Game Pass. I think there'll be a Game Pass with ads. If if it's not the games having ads in them, it'll be the storefront having having ads in it. Again, I don't care. That's cool. fine. That's I, I am that I am that we get ads everywhere. It's I hate it. I hate getting ads everywhere. I hate well, the like, f- why? Like, why? Why does it? Because like, I'm sick. Of, it doesn't I, I, bother me. No, I'm just sick of being like everything being sold to me all the time. One of the th- like, if I'm paying for a product, I want the product. That's it. That's I want the transaction to be done. I don't want it to be like, for example, with like Microsoft Office, where it's a contract for a little bit, and you have to renew your subscription, but you still get yeah, advertisements for things. As somebody like, plays for Adobe. Yes, I agree. That is. Goddamn poison. It's awful. Like, it, it's terrible. And, like, anytime I set up a new computer and it's like, oh, the Windows 10 experience, get to choose your options, and everyone hits no on everything, including personalized ads. I'm sorry, Microsoft, mm. but I I paid, like, premium goddamn dollar for this operating system, and you're still going to infuse ads into it. For what reason? And they're going to do it? Your money Make back. them personalized. Yeah, I was going to say. Any, they're going to do it experience either way. In life? Yeah, if in I, any other experience in life, if somebody's like, "Hey, can we personalize this for you?" You're like, "Yeah, sure, thanks. Tailor it to my needs." If they're going to advertise you, advertise to you anyway. Did I watch too much Mad Men? Is this my yeah. is this my Don Draper brain? I think it is. Um, if they're going to advertise it to you anyway, I'd rather it to be stuff that I want. I'm look. We're in a consumer culture. We're going to consume it. Look at the shit we have behind us. Okay, like how often do we call back to all the video game stuff? We, guys, we have a fucking video game podcast. Okay, <laughs> it's based on consumerism. We can't. We don't exactly have the high moral ground here. Okay, no, I'm not. I'm not we saying can't get mad that. at advertising because it is what keeps this bullshit that we like functioning. It's an unfortunate side effect of it. Having that Get creep into, into the advertising is already there in games. It's already there. We're used to it. We used to games being ads, games cross over, crossing over into other games to be ads, or just ads being put into games without us even knowing about it. This is just the first time that, that these um, companies have kind of come and said, hey, we're going to do it. And if they just did it, we wouldn't have noticed. That's the thing. If I was playing, you know, an F1 game and suddenly there's an ad for shit quattro, why do I keep going to a Razor brand whenever I make this? Even in the pre-show, I kept mentioning Yeah, you did. I wouldn't care. Okay, cool. We're not going to get the whole thing of like, you know, Last of Us 3 where Ellie's drinking a can of Red Bull, which would be pretty cool. (laughs) It's not going to be that egregious because at the end of the day, the developers and stuff like that still have their own artistic license they the, will say no to that and they'll the problem is the right to and that is not where sony and microsoft want to put these ads. no 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 that's the thing like obviously uh, weirdly enough i kind of trust that these bigger <laughs> publishers um 
Sorry. Joel in the chat just said, great podcast, guys. Have you ever heard of Raid Shadow Legends? For <laughs> hey, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joel, don't do this to us, mate. Um, but my point being, like, with, with these, weirdly enough, with these bigger publishers, with Sony and Microsoft both saying this, I trust that they will show some restraint. My issue is with the other companies that will not show restraint because yes, uh, obviously the in well potentially because they haven't said anything. So how am I supposed to know? Also, they're like currently under fire for mistreating workers. Which surprise, surprise, just stop yeah. doing it, Nintendo. Jesus Christ! Um, but you know, like <laughs> Electronic Arts, I don't trust them to be sensible with this. Show any form of restraint. Or, you know, not push the envelope so far that it falls off the table and everyone's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, absolutely. Didn't they put an ad into a mission, like into like a, a storyline in like an NBA game recently. There's like a character from a brand who meant he's like represents the brand. I think it's like the subway guy from um from community, yeah. Uh, from community, okay. Or it's just like this person is that brand. Poor and he's talking, he like looks into the camera. And says something about the brand, then your character says, like, yeah, you can go there for fantastic deals. I'd love to work there. It's really strange. But that's a thing. But there's a lot of backlash from that. I think they may have yeah. actually patched it to turn it down. But that's so. that's Ugh. the thing. That that's where I think the concern stems from. If it's, you know, game publishers that genuinely respect the IPs that they have under their belt and, you know, respect their developers overall, then cool. I'm going I'm going to trust that they will do the right and the sensible thing but I do not trust these game these game companies that try and push the envelope as far as possible and try and get away with the most egregious stuff because they're going to be like whatever we'll change it later if people get mad at us whatever it's free advertising for us really isn't it blah 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 so that's my concern is that yeah, it's not going to be restrained enough I, I but we'll see the first layer of this I'm fine with because i can mm. see benefits for for more people it's yeah if it starts getting further i think the backlash will be very very sharp um yeah so we'll see what happens there but microsoft sony i know you're listening i know you fucking listen to us of course creeps. they do yeah um chill for once just relax for once you know what i mean <sighs> just just promise me no banner ads over my games that i've paid for please like all smart TV companies do these days. You're playing, playing Elden Ring and ad for goddamn Everdale. I keep getting ads for Everdale whenever I watch YouTube. And it's got this other like YouTuber who's spruiking the game, clearly doesn't hasn't played the game, like doesn't give a shit about it because he's even like laughing in between lines. And for some reason, every time the ad comes up, the skip button comes up, but I don't press it because I want to see this guy choke through his lines. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I watch it, there's something else I find funny about his performance. And sometimes, like, it mixes, it, it, like, they've cut it in a way, because clearly it was just an awful take. They've cut it in a way that doesn't quite line up. Some of his sentences are, like, from a third person into a first person. It's really strange. It's absolute trip. Plus, I'm very much enjoying, I mean, I'm enjoying ads lately. I'm enjoying the new type of mobile game ad that is happening on YouTube where it's very dramatic situations. Um, it looks like it was filmed in like some like off corner of Russia and the voice, like the voice movement, like so the mouth movement doesn't line up with the voice quite right. It'd be like a bank robbery. 
And the beast person's like, oh, you can't shoot me because my army has 10,000 points. Well, how did you get that? It's like, oh, I signed up to this. It's so weird. There's one where a guy comes home and his wife has like seven different partners there with her and they're all talking about this game instead. It's fantastic. This is a new era of advertising we're in. Yeah, um, dude. I don't know. You guys, you guys, give me the look of like, what internet do you have? I was, I was just going to ask, what videos are you watching on YouTube to get Silk those Road ads has the weirdest ads. I tell you that much. Yeah. Oh no, I'll tell you what I saw um, for the first time in what li- I think is literally years. I saw an ad for um, I don't know some some kids toy, just a generic like little kids toy thing, and I'm like, I haven't seen a kids toy advert in. Five plus years, easily. So that was quite refreshing. And refreshing. I, what? To- I was like, ah, oh, I feel like I'm ten watching cartoons again. Like, it's great. Oh, so then I immediately see. skipped it as soon as I could. But you know, it's yeah, nice. It's, it's nice. Fair enough. <laughs> Speaking of skipping things, before you guys skip the episode, I mean, why would you? Like an hour and a bit in. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> so look, if you want to listen to us more complaining about nothing and yelling into the wind like three old men that we are we're on spotify and itunes and all other good podcasting services so subscribe leave us a review tell your friends and why are you telling your friends tell them about fan critical podcast network it's the big beautiful family of podcasts that we're a part of they keep our our lights on well, our lights are on so i'll say that um if you want to keep it up to date with all your video game news and reviews and things you can use storymodegaming.com is a place to be we're also on social media. Of course, we're on social media. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StoryModeAUS. At StoryModeAUS is also at Twitch. Um, you can find us there. If you want to watch us play games, if you want to watch us record these podcasts live. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, if you want to see us play AFL Evolution 2 normally on a Wednesday, this week's on a Thursday because I'm watching Doctor Strange. So I have priorities. That's right. I'll if be streaming give- on Wednesday. Huh, go for it. Watch Simon stream on Wednesday. He's going to be playing AFL Evolution 2. I am not. That is um, not true. <laughs> if you want to, well, if you want to donate some money to us, um, because we don't have ads, we're on Patreon. So search for Fan Critical. You'll get access to all sorts of bonus goodies. And maybe if you chuck a couple of, bu- a couple of bucks our way, we can force Simon to play AFL Evolution. I don't know the rules. Wow. Neither does the game, to be honest. It's, it's all... There's no <laughs> rules. There's no rules, okay? Simon... Keelan, that was a good, good, good discussions we had there. Good chat, long, yeah, chat. hearty, hearty discussions. Like a hearty stew. Mmm, delicious. Uh, and everyone in the chat, thanks for thanks for checking us out. Thanks for sticking with us, having some fun. Uh, and everyone listening at home, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you're looking forward to a few of these things. I'm very much looking forward to that Xbox and Bethesda showcase. Um, Only a month to go. Have. We're going to have more news about that as it comes to hand. But in the meantime, we will catch you next week. So stay safe, play some games, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. I ended that episode with some energy. <laughs>